Hey, what's going on everybody? Dapper Dividends back at you and we're going to take a little bit of a departure from the dividends because I need to talk about Amazon. I want to let you know what's going on with Amazon. They had blowout earnings. Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO. What does that mean? Is Amazon stock a buy right now? Is it potentially undervalued? We're going to get into that. I'm going to read you the email that he sent out to all the Amazonians and that's what we're going to talk about on Dapper Dividends today, so let's get to it. So they did report their earnings today. They blew it out of the water. They were expected to report $7.14, uh-uh, $14.09 for a surprise of 97.28% coming at you. That is strong. That is so strong from Amazon. And what they do at revenue, 119.73 billion expected, and they reported 125.56 billion for a 4.87% surprise, posting their first $100 billion quarter. And this was fueled by the pandemic surge and by the holiday shopping. So those two key components helped just put them into the stratosphere. And Amazon, what can you say? They are a beast. All right, so the email, what did Jeff Bezos say today? He said, fellow Amazonians, I'm excited to announce that this Q3 I'll transition to executive chair of the Amazon board and Andy Jassy will become CEO. In the exec chair role, I intend to focus my energies and attention on new products and early initiatives. Andy is well known inside the company and has been at Amazon almost as long as I have. He will be an outstanding leader and he has my full confidence. This journey began some 27 years ago. Amazon was only an idea and it had no name. The question I was asked most frequently was at that time, what's the internet? Blessedly, I haven't had to explain that in a long while. Today we employ 1.3 million talented, dedicated people, serve hundreds of millions of customers and businesses, and are widely recognized as one of the most successful companies in the world. How did that happen? Invention. Invention is the root of our success. We've done crazy things together and then made them normal. We pioneered customer reviews, one-click personalized recommendations, Prime's insanely fast shipping, just walkout shopping, the Climate Pledge, Kindle, Alexa, Marketplace, <laughs> Infrastructure, Cloud Computing, Career Choice, and much more. Is that all that they did? My God. If you get it right, a few years after a surprising invention, the new thing has become normal. People yawn, and that yawn is the greatest compliment an inventor can receive. You know, that's something called the hedonic treadmill. The hedonic treadmill shows that when you want something and you achieve it, well, now your level of expectation and happiness has come here, and that is your new normal, so you want here, and then you reach there, and so on and so forth. That's the hedonic treadmill, and that's something we always will fight with as human beings. I don't know of another company with an invention track record as good as Amazon's, and I believe we are at our most inventive right now. I hope you are as proud of our inventiveness as I am. I think you should be. As Amazon became large, we decided to use our scale and scope to lead on important social issues. Two high-impact examples are a $15 minimum wage and the climate pledge. In both cases, we staked out leadership positions and then asked others to come along with us. In both cases, it's working. Other large companies are coming our way. 
I hope you're proud of that as well. One thing I wanna say real quick about the $15 an hour minimum wage, this is my opinion, but companies like Amazon and Walmart, they love the $15 an hour minimum wage because they know they can easily pay that and the small companies, the mom and pop shops on Main Street cannot pay that entry level wage at $15 an hour because wages and labor are a cost to the business. That's a fact, that's not opinion. And companies that have just insane cash flow like Amazon can do that, and he knows that will hinder the small businesses. As much as I still tap dance into the office, I'm excited about this transition. Millions of customers depend on us for our services, and more than a million employees depend on us for their livelihoods. Being the CEO of Amazon is a deep responsibility, and it's consuming. When you have a responsibility like that, it's hard to put attention on anything else. As an exec chair, I will stay engaged in important Amazon initiatives, but also have the time and energy I need to focus on the Day One Fund, the Bezos Earth Fund, Blue Origin, the Washington Post, and my other passions. I've never had more energy, and this isn't about retiring. I'm super passionate about the impact I think these organizations can have. Wrapping up, he says, Amazon couldn't be better positioned for the future. We are firing on all cylinders just as the world needs us to. We have things in the pipeline that will continue to astonish. We serve individuals and enterprises, and we've pioneered two complete industries and a whole new class of devices. We are leaders in areas as varied as machine learning and logistics, and if an Amazonian's idea requires yet another new institutional skill, we're flexible enough and patient enough to learn it. Keep inventing and don't despair when at first the idea looks crazy. Remember to wander. Let curiosity be your compass. It remains day one. So to me, this is negligible. This is just a non-starter. There's nothing here. If anything, this will probably benefit them, much like companies spin off businesses so they can focus on that one area and they do that one thing better. His talent's probably not at CEO. His talent probably is now in the exec chair role where he says he's able to focus his energies and attention on new products and early initiatives. That's going to help Amazon. It's going to free up his mind to focus on the future and the growth and not have to deal with the day-to-day -day rigors of being a CEO. So for me, this means nothing. This is good news for Amazon. I think they still have room to grow as he looks at what he's going to be doing in the future. And no, it's not like he's going on a Blue Origin flight somewhere and they're not going to be able to reach him. He's going to be right there with his finger on the pulse, giving his ideas and helping guide Amazon. I love it. I honestly don't own Amazon. Both of my daughters do own Amazon. It's only about one-tenth of a tenth of a position, so it's really small. But they're invested in Amazon because they see it every day. We're helping to keep Amazon alive. My wife is always ordering packages to the house from Amazon, but why not? It's super simple and easy, and Amazon did something that no other company had done to this scale. And beside, when we're colonized on the moon and Mars, somebody's gonna need to ship all those products to your door of your lunar base. Quick valuation, something that new investors look at is price. You cannot just look at price. Price is incomplete. You don't have enough information just looking at the price of a stock. I always say it, company could be $4,000 and undervalued and $1 and insanely overvalued, especially if they have no product or earnings and they are just a story. 
Simply Wall Street currently has a valuation of $4,157.64, making them currently undervalued about 18.7% at their current price of $3,380. How do they get that number way out there? Well, they're using a discounted cash flow model where they're taking and projecting analysts' earnings out into the future and then discounting it back to a price today. A fair value price is how they get that number. One metric I like to use is the P.E. ratio. I like to look at the five-year P.E. ratio versus the current P.E. ratio. Current is 100.29. That means you are paying $100.29 for every $1 of Amazon's earnings. But the five-year is 162.13. So with just that metric going off the five-year P.E., Amazon is about 38.14% undervalued. And if I average simply Wall Street and my five-year P.E. valuation together, I get a fair value price of about $4,456.94, making that about 22% undervalued. Any way you look at it, now is a good time to buy Amazon. I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon. Obviously, all the giants have to keep innovating and growing, and I believe that's why Jeff Bezos stepped down as CEO. As foreign competition comes in from Walmart, from Amazon, from Alibaba, he wants to make sure that Amazon is going to be able to stay at the top. He loves this company. I love this company, but I don't own this company because I am a dividend growth investor. But my daughters own this company, a very small part, but that's okay. It just goes to show you can buy Amazon with as little as $5 and start investing in them. And one word to the wise about fractional shares is that on all the brokerages, you cannot transfer fractional shares off the platform, they will give you cash back for those. So remember, you do not own a full share until you own a full share 100% because the brokers buy the shares and then chop them up into the small little fractions that they sell to you. And until you own that full share, you also do not have any voting rights in the company. So just one little thing to keep in mind as you move forward with your investing journey, as I share my investing journey with you, and obviously I am not invested in Amazon, as I have said. And thank you for stopping by. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. I'm on Instagram at Dapper Dividends. And thank you. Thanks you. Give me a like and subscribes. And uh, we'll pluralize it all. And I will talk to you in the next videos. What's going on, everybody? Dapper Dividends number 82 coming at you on a Tuesday afternoon. And I hope everybody's doing good out there. I hope you're not still holding GameStop. And if you are, I hope it was below where it's at right now. Because as we look at the markets, ay ay ay, GameStop is at $49.07 currently. And it went all the way down to $46. This is going to be a hard lesson for some people to learn that A, you don't chase, B, you don't chase FOMO, and C, th nothing fundamentally changed with the company. There was a reason that there was so many short sellers piling onto GameStop because of the, it's dying. It, it's the equivalent of a dying animal 
Well, you chased all the buzzards off the carcass of the dying animal. It doesn't make it healthy. No, it's still, it's still not a healthy company. Yeah, there's a potential that they come back, but it's, it's unlikely. And there's a reason. It didn't make it valuable. It just is a game. It's manipulation that the short sellers all got squeezed out, which was, uh, I guess, a reverse manipulation. But the true price of GameStop is probably... 10 to 15 bucks, 20 bucks tops. There's no way GameStop is worth three, $400 a share. So if you're listening to this, let it be a lesson. And around here at Dapper Dividends, that's why we like to say wealth through wisdom. Because you get wisdom either through your own experience or the experience of others. And let this be a lesson and a wealth and wisdom building under... <laughs> Let's try that again. Let this be a wealth of wisdom building exercise. I think that's what I was trying to say. You just have to to learn that you can't chase FOMO and I've made plenty of mistakes. I've I'm still going to make mistakes because I'm a human being, but I'm not worried because the older I get, the more I figure out who I am, what I want. I'm a dividend growth investor. This is this is the path for me, and I'd like you to join along if this is you. Thank you for, for stopping by and spending a little bit of time with me. I am just a, you know, thinking back on where I came from, I'm a product of divorce. I was a product of divorce by the time I was a year old. I'm lower middle class Chicago. My grandparents had a hand in raising me until I was nine, 10, right about 10 years old, my stepfather came in the picture. Him and I didn't get along. And it's because of him and my home life that I ended up going into the Navy. Well, I joined at 17, but I couldn't leave until I graduated high school. And I was 18. And I was gone. I never looked back. I've basically been on my own um, since then. And that's where I come from. So here I am all these years later, 20, I went into the trades at 21. And I've found dividend growth investing is my passion. It's more than more than a passion. It is something that is going to set me free. It's going to free me up to do what I want to do instead of what I have to do. It's going to take a long time. It's not, you know, I'm human. Obviously, I see what's going on with GameStop and what went on. And of course, I wished I was in. I wished I had bought some options, but I didn't. And I know better than the chase, and I, I didn't get in on the ground floor, so I'm not going to try and climb up the elevator shaft after the elevator car because you're going to get crushed. So what do I have for you? Profit. Profit is super important. I have five companies, five dividend-paying entities that have over 20% profit margin. Sorry, just looking at the market here. GameStop's at 49. It's getting close to 50. And... Uh, yeah, actually, I'll, I will let you know one thing. Entertopia, ticker symbol ENRT, on Friday I got into this at 18 cents a share. Only 25 shares, just for a fun play. And looking at the chart, today it shot up to 24 cents. So I was up about 40% almost, 39 I think. Should have got out, didn't. I set myself for 24 after it hit 24. We'll see if it can jump back up to that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see and let you know what goes on with that. I also owe... Yesterday, I sold a covered call on Altria, ticker symbol MO. It is a 26th of February, I believe. I should have had the numbers out. 
I hate to make you wait. Let's take a break here while I load up the Charles Schwab app. Did I just say Charles Schwab? I think that was his half-sister, Charlotte Schwab. Charlotte Schwab, we're going to see what's going on here. So what I did do as I'm buying myself some time here, I sold a February 19th, $43.50 call for $0.34 a share or $34. I got $33.35 because Charlotte Schwab takes $0.65 as commission on the sale of that. Now, I sold it for $43.50. Uh, because I look at the chart and there's a bit of resistance right around that range. So I have a feeling it's going to bounce off resistance. But if it doesn't and it goes a buck or two higher, I'm okay with that because my average is around $39. So I'm going to make money. Either way, with covered calls, there is no possible way that I lose money. The only downside is your upside. (laughs) Does that make sense? The only downside is your upside that you get paid to a certain point. You have a ceiling. You have a floor that they force you to get off at while the stock keeps going higher if it does. All right, so let's get into these companies real quick. Just to put on your radar, I love looking at profit margin. Profit margin tells you how, duh, profitable a company is. The higher the margin, the better. If a company has a 14% profit margin, that means they are keeping... $14 of every $100 that comes in. That is very nice, very strong. The higher, the better. In case there's any turbulence, any headwinds, anything that's unforeseen, if interest rates rise, anything that would cut into your profits, you want to have a nice cushion. So I usually like to look for at least 10% profit margin. It depends on the company. Every circumstance is different, but I can make a case for different different companies at different times. So let's get into it. The first on our list, we're going to start from the bottom and work our way up, is ILPT, ticker symbol, Industrial Logics Properties Trust. It's $1.5 billion market cap. They have a profit margin of 20.8%. So that means for every $100 that comes in, ILPT keeps $20.80 as profit, which is fantastic. So remember, these all five are over 20%, which is incredibly strong. ILPT, it pays a 5.89% dividend, which is a 71% earnings per share payout ratio. Little bit, little bit high, but for a properties trust, uh, I'll take it. $22.42 currently what they are trading at. Next up, many of you know it, many of you love them, I love them, I hold them, is Cisco Systems, ticker symbol CSCO. They design, did I tell you what ILPT does? I didn't. Let's rewind it back. ILPT is a real estate investment trust or REIT that owns and leases industrial and logics, logistics properties throughout the United States. We're live here. We're not cutting this. You get the full Monty. You get everything here. So now we go to Cisco. Let's do it properly. Cisco Systems Incorporated designs, manufactures, and sells internet protocol-based networking and other products related to the communications and information technology industry in the Americas, Europe, the Middle East, Africa, the Asia, Pacific, Japan, and China. Why don't they just say the world? Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't just say 
all over the world. They're worldwide. That's a better way of saying that. 21.8% profit margin, keeping $21.80 of every $100 that comes back to them. 2.94% dividend, which is only a very nice and healthy 58% earnings per share payout ratio. Currently, last trading at $48.94. Let's see. I got that number off Simply Wall Street. Let's pull up the live chart here since I can do this now. We're live. And da, 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 da. Cisco Systems is at $48.69. I said they were at $48.94, so we're not doing the live on these. These are just numbers I pulled just recently from Simply Wall Street. So that's Cisco Systems. Highly recommend Cisco Systems Big fan of them. I wish I bought more. They're pushing $50 a share. Oh, well, so, so bad. Next up, company that just moved headquarters from San Francisco treat to Texas, Texas. It is Oracle, ticker symbol O-R-C-L. Oracle Corporation provides products and services that address enterprise information technology environments worldwide. There, that's better. They don't need to list every continent and country that they service. Just say worldwide. That's what they do. $187.2 billion market cap. They have a current profit margin of an astounding 26.3%. $26.30 of every 100 bucks. Or 26 cents they're keeping of every $1 that comes in. <clears throat> uh, uh, 152% dividend. Oh my God, running by it right now. 1.52% divvy. So it's a small but safe divvy that is only 28% payout ratio. And from when I pulled these numbers, they were last trading at $63.11. Oracle. I wish that dividend was a little bigger. If we hit a pullback or correction, I think for sure I will be. I think for sure I probably might be, if that isn't convoluted and amorphous enough for you, I will be buying them. Because as you remember, I tell you, when the price goes down, the dividend yield goes up. Price goes up, dividend yield goes down, which is why a lot of people, a lot of dividend growth investors like myself, are finding it increasingly harder to find juicy dividend yields and Oracle, not a juicy yield, but very safe and stable with a super high profit margin. Again, profit margins show the health of a company. The higher, the healthier, the better. Next up, number two on our list is NRG Energy, ticker symbol NRG. 44.7% profit margin. NRG Energy NRG, NRG Energy, together with its subsidiaries, operates as an energy company in the United States of America. Fun little, fun li I like that little lounge singer. Yeah. NRG Energy, 44.7% profit margin, currently paying a three point, you know, I just glossed over that. They're keeping $44.70 of every $100 that comes in as profit. You know, that's just, that's incredible. They're pushing almost 50% profit margin. That's, that's beautiful. Paying a 3.09% dividend, which is only a 7% ratio. 7%. That's, that's something else. I'm really looking at NRG here and they are firmly on my radar 
only last trading at $42.07. They have crazy room for growth of that dividend with the ratio so low, their profits are so high. I would say definitely look at NRG Energy. And number one on the list, ticker symbol. Oh, if you didn't, check out my last YouTube video from this past weekend, the weekly portfolio update. My wife was on it, and she started saying tickle symbol as well. So in honor of my wife, my lovely wife, Jenna, we will say the tickle symbol for number one is CTRE, Care Trust REIT. CareTrust REIT is a self-administered, publicly traded real estate investment trust engaged in the ownership, acquisition, development, and leasing of skilled nursing, seniors' housing, and other healthcare-related properties. Currently with an astounding and just barely beating out NRG NRG, I can't say that. NRG <laughs> Energy Energy. We'll just say that. That's they did that on purpose. You say NRG Energy. NRG Energy. Energy. I'm just calling them Energy Energy. If I ever speak about NRG from here on, they are called Energy Energy. So Care Trust REIT is at 44.9% profit margin, a very nice 4.31% dividend. The payout ratio is 80%, but remember, they are a REIT and REITs by law have to pay out at least 90% of their profits as a dividend, returning that back to you so they can avoid the avoid the corporate tax uh, payment. So they're basically a tax shelter in that way. Uh, they return 90% back to the shareholders, currently trading at $23.18, or I should say last seen trading at $23.18. So there you go. Five, five, uh, I was going to say equities. Yeah, they're REITs and equity. So we'll just say five entities that are trading at currently, um, not trading at, yeah, I guess trading at over 20% profit margin, which should give you that warm and fuzzy feeling in your belly. I got to get back to work. I got to get out of here. Subscribe to me, like me. If you're listening on Apple, I really could use your help. I think I'm the only one that's rated my show. So if you have the ability, would you please do me such a big favor and uh, and stop by the Apple ratings and review area and leave a very kind review for your wonderful, wonderful podcast host. And I thank you for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode.